0: fans make the network what it is thanks for listening and we can't wait to hear from you find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today
1: (laughs) dirt is a highly immersive audio experience to make sure you catch all the details headphones are highly recommended DIRT, an audio drama, is a production of Studio 5705. Chapter 15. I hear the whole group speaking in the strange language. Some of the children have shovels, and they point excitedly and run to spots in the sand, wherever small holes appear. There's a blanket spread out, where the sand is dry, pinned down on all four corners by canteens and leather shoes and wicker baskets. I wave and gesture at the family as they pass by. But they go about their business, as if I'm not there.
2: It's over there.
1: What? What you're looking for. It's in the forest. (sighs) Suddenly, I'm in the forest. And the dunes and ocean are barely visible through the dense trees. I don't see anyone else among the trees with me, but I can feel there's something here. Something old. (sighs) A massive hemlock tree, far bigger than any tree around it, is crudely broken off at its base and leaning over on its side. What happened to you? When I go to place my hand on the trunk, are getting worse. (sighs) Even though it's only 8 o'clock on Sunday morning, my phone is full of new messages. There's a text from Antonia saying she's leaving Wapato soon. Okay. And will be here around midday. Great. I send her my home address and ask if we can meet here. Maybe we can get to the bottom of some things. There's also a text from Carl. He says he knew the fake mustache would come in handy last night. <laughs> he also says he hopes I got the information I wanted. And that he's looking forward to meeting up again soon and that he'll need bernie's reading glasses back at some point roger that walleye there's also a voicemail transcription from someone at the king county sheriff's office who wants to talk to me about my car and the circumstances around how it was discovered by one of their officers in cumberland he's hoping for a call back hmm Probably want to know about a float plane, too. And there's a text from Kim. She, just like me, is stunned about the value of the coins. And, just like me, is now more curious than ever about what waits inside the rest of the boxes. Fake or not. Oh, crap. I remember that I still haven't responded to Mel's voicemail from yesterday. ...about wanting to know what my next move will be. Hmm. I decide, for now, to play it cool with Mel. If she's secretly conspiring with whoever is spying on me... ...or if she herself is spying on me... ...she doesn't need to know that I know that. Text Mel. Hey. I'm fine. And don't be so quick to turn down a promising new position. Motorpool is an excellent place to learn and grow. That doesn't change just because I'm no longer there. Right away, I see three dots. Her reply reads, I suppose you're right. And then, Even so, I've got my... eyes on you. Wherever you go. Really interested in what you do next. (laughs) Dang, Mel. Are you just playing with me now? While waiting for Antonia to drive over, I head back to the stereo repair shop, right when it opens.
3: Well, here you are. Right on time.
1: Yeah. Should I come back later?
3: Nah. Got it all ready for you.
1: Ah, great. Yep. So,
3: any surprises in there? No. Nothing at all. It looks completely vintage to me. Huh. I even looked up the specs online to double-check what I was seeing. Oh, wow. I appreciate that. You know, it's actually pretty surprising. Whoever had it before you must have taken good care of it. I mean, unless you're the original owner.
1: (laughs) No. So, just to make sure. Nothing that looks like a microphone or a transmitter. Nothing like that?
3: Nothing at all. Gosh, that would be odd, wouldn't it? Yeah, totally. Anyway, still 20 bucks? Yeah, let's call it 20 even. Okay. Card goes right in there. Oh, got it. And just sign on the screen. Okay. There you go. Are you the guy they keep showing on TV? I thought maybe it was you yesterday, but I wasn't sure. But now that I see your name on my screen here. Oh, yeah. That's me. Sorry about your job. I try to stay away from all that Facebook stuff. It's okay.
1: Guess I have more time for my new hobby now. Thanks again. Sure thing. Maybe I should keep wearing the mustache and the glasses. Hi, Detective Peterson.
4: How did you guess? (laughs) Sounds like you're driving? I am. Both hands on the wheel?
1: (laughs) Yep. So, you guys don't take weekends off?
4: Does crime take a day off, Mr. Elo?
1: Hadn't thought of it that way.
4: Actually, I was at my niece's birthday party most of yesterday, over in Paulsbow. Oh. Anyway, you said you have some additional information?
1: I do. And sorry I didn't call back yesterday. It was getting late when I got your message.
4: And is this information that you didn't want to divulge the first time we talked? No, no.
1: This is new. Something I discovered yesterday.
4: Ah. And what is that?
1: I know someone who might know the kinds of things you and your partner are looking for.
4: And who is this someone?
1: Well, you met her on Friday.
4: Your assistant?
1: My former assistant.
4: Ah, that's right. How are you doing with the news coverage?
1: Just blocking it out.
4: Good idea. So, what makes you think your former assistant has anything to do with all of this?
1: I finally watched the traffic camera footage. I'm pretty sure she was standing near the crosswalk when I almost got hit.
4: But you can't say for sure?
1: No, but before I watched the footage, it was my understanding she was at the office the whole time. Okay. Look, I just think she knows more than she's letting on.
4: And that's it? That's your new information? Yeah. So, from an investigation standpoint, that's not a lot to go on.
1: Okay, but- I'll talk to
4: Detective Hawkins tomorrow, and we'll decide if it warrants questioning her. Thank you. Well, if that's it-
1: If you do question her, do you need to let her know that I'm the one who mentioned this to you?
4: Is that a problem? Are you sure there isn't more you want to share?
1: You wanted to ask Motorpool more questions about the video analysis, right? I mean, she's actually in charge of that project. Maybe that's your way in.
4: Well, thanks for telling me how to do my job.
1: (sighs) Sorry. How about we just consider this an anonymous tip?
4: You know, if you're going to put conditions on the information you share, you should do that before you share the information. Right. All right. We'll consider you an anonymous
1: source. Thank you. Again. Okay. Actually, would you be able to tell me if you find anything out?
4: Goodbye, Mr. Elo.
1: (sighs) Oh. Hey, you made it early.
5: Yeah, didn't take as long as I thought. Ah. Nice place. (laughs) Thanks. Is that Husky Stadium over there? Yep. You know everyone
1: hates the Huskies, right? (laughs) Maybe where you come from. Hang on. Why don't you go first, and I'll follow you in. Okay then. How's the drive?
5: Pretty much the usual.
1: Yeah. You hungry? Or thirsty?
5: Nah, I'm good for now. Thanks, though.
1: Wow. What? This might be the first time you're not starving.
5: <laughs> I ate some food along the way. Hmm. You have this huge place all to yourself? Yeah. Huh. So what's your big plan for today?
1: Well, first, I'm glad you drove your sedan over. Why? It'll blend in better.
5: For what?
1: I was hoping we could do a little detective work. Before Antonia leaves my house in her sedan, We catch up on a few things. I ask her if there's any news on her end about her dad trying to buy the land trust next to the farm. She replies, not yet, but she's still looking into things. We also examine the drone together in my garage. And while in there, she sees all the broken boxes on my workbench and on the floor that I haven't cleaned up yet. Of course, she asks why I tore up all the boxes. So I tell her about the Cumberland box and how new it is, and that it came from the same place that Mel bought the costume. Then I tell her about what I saw in the traffic cam footage.
5: So this Mel person, how long have you known or worked with her? About a year. And is she the one who did the background check on the farm? Yeah. Let's nap this bitch. (laughs)
1: Whoa, okay, first, I'm the one who asked her to do it. Remember? And second, I don't know for sure that she's up to anything. That's why we're doing this. And third, I don't have her address yet, but it should be here any moment. Ah, nice. Here it is. So our receptionist, I mean, Motorpool's receptionist just confirmed to me that I've sent flowers to Mel at her home today as a thank you for everything she's done to assist me at work. And yep, she lives up on Capitol Hill, just like I thought.
5: Which is where I'm heading.
1: Which is where you're heading.
5: You know, you should send flowers to your receptionist too since she did that for you on her day off.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I'm texting Mel's address to you now. You're probably only a few minutes away, so I'll start driving as soon as you have eyes on her.
5: (laughs) Eyes on her? That sounds like something you heard in a movie. (laughs)
1: Well, what would you say?
5: How about just, as soon as I see that she's home?
1: Why do I get the sense you've done this kind of stuff before? What stuff? I don't know. Surveillance stuff?
5: Cooper did the surveillance stuff. Remember?
1: Just tell me you're not going to use your gun on anyone.
5: (sighs) So you really didn't know where she lived until now?
1: I didn't. Well, not exactly.
5: We know where all our
1: workers live.
5: Some even live on our farm.
1: Hmm. Well, I guess this isn't Wapato.
5: No kidding. I forgot about all the traffic over here. Especially in this rain.
1: Yeah. Thanks again for doing this.
5: Hey, whatever, dude. Ugh. <laughs> Okay, I'm pulling into a loading zone. Hopefully I can just keep it here until someone tells me to move.
1: Great. You have a good view?
5: Yeah. I think... Whoa. What? Whoa. I think I actually see her.
1: You can actually see her?
5: Yeah. In a corner window. I mean, the address says Unit 201, and I'm looking up at the second floor. Huh. You said her hair is dyed bright red, right? Yeah. How did you know she'd even be here, anyway?
1: She and I have been texting throughout the day.
4: Oh. Sneaky.
1: She said she'd mostly be at home this afternoon, catching up on chores.
4: It
5: looks like she's using her laptop.
1: Bingo. Okay, I'm going to start driving. Okay. So my hypothesis is that when I get to the freeway, which won't take very long, then we'll see something.
5: Assuming your hunch is correct. Yeah. How do you know she doesn't have people who do this stuff for her?
1: Hmm, she might. But if she was there at the crosswalk, then I'm guessing she goes wherever the action is. Oh. What?
5: She just closed the laptop and left the window.
1: <sighs> okay.
5: And the lights just went out in her apartment.
1: <sighs> You're kidding. That was fast. Here we go. Oh shoot. What?
5: Hi! Yeah, we
2: need you to move your car so we
1: can get Oh, not now.
5: Yeah, I'll just be here a minute longer.
2: Yeah,
0: it's a loading zone. The cars can't be here.
5: Okay. Okay, thank you. Yep. No worries. Ugh.
1: I need to move. Ugh. That's crappy timing.
5: Yeah. Wait. What now? Whoa. She just walked out of the building.
1: Whoa. Are you able to stay with her?
5: Huh. You didn't tell me.
1: Didn't tell you what?
5: She's cute. Kind of in a girl with a dragon tattoo way. But cute.
1: Oh. I guess it never came up. Huh. Okay, let's focus. Now what is she doing?
5: Okay, she's walking down the sidewalk. Fine! Just go around me.
1: Oh. Hang in there.
5: Looks like she has her purse, and a couple of... I think they're empty bags. She's holding them over her head, like an umbrella.
1: (laughs) Nobody uses umbrellas in this town.
5: Okay, now... Oh, ha! She's getting in one of those toy cars.
1: What do you mean, toy car?
5: You know, those really tiny cars for rent. To me, they look like toys.
1: Well, at least it'll be easy to keep track of her. Oh, shoot. What?
5: She just pulled a U-turn right out of her parking spot. Can you do that here?
1: I'm... actually not sure. Hang on. Ah. Don't make yourself too obvious.
5: It's fine. I'm a few cars behind her. Okay, she's turning west on... Looks like... All of way. Wait, this heads down the hill to the freeway, right?
1: Yeah, right down to I 5. There's a northbound on ramp at the bottom of the hill. Unbelievable. Okay, I'm just getting on northbound I 5 now, too, up at 45th. It's a couple miles north of where you are.
5: So if she is following you, what's your plan? I
1: was thinking of driving up to the Muckle Teo Ferry. It's just far enough that if she does the same thing, there's no way it can be a coincidence.
5: And then what? You'll confront her?
1: I'm guessing she'll try her best not to let me notice her.
5: Yeah. Okay, wait. What? We're turning.
1: You mean onto the freeway?
5: No. We're turning onto Denny Way. Huh. Okay, now we're going over the freeway. Over it? Yeah. And now we're continuing west on Denny. Huh. Isn't Belltown down here? Where your office is? I mean, was. Sorry. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Okay, I'm going to take the next exit and pull over somewhere. Can you stay behind her?
5: Yeah. There are only a couple cars between us now. We're coming up on Westlake Avenue. Isn't this the intersection yes. where.
1: Where I almost got run over?
5: Okay, so she's actually turning left on, it looks like. Terry Avenue. The road before Westlake. Hold on.
1: Jeez. Please be careful.
5: Okay, she's heading into a small parking lot. It's kind of up the hill. Like, on the second floor of a building?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I know that one.
5: (laughs) Huh, lucky gal. There's a spot here just for cars like hers. Shoot, I'm not sure there's another place to park up here.
1: Maybe just park against a curb and put your hazard lights on? Yeah. I'll take care of it if you get a ticket.
5: Okay. Ugh. There are a lot of people in this town.
1: Are you still with her?
5: Yeah. She's. Oh, shit. What? She just turned around.
3: What? She just
5: turned around. Hey, is there a good place to get coffee around here? I mean, that's probably a dumb question. This is Seattle, right? Of course there is. Uh,
1: yeah. If
5: Oh, great! So just a couple blocks down from here?
1: Yeah, you just go uh, down here, <sighs> across the street, and go to the right. Great. Thank you. You sure?
5: Uh, <sighs> that was close.
1: Yeah. Can you still see where she's going?
5: Yeah. But wait. She doesn't know what I look like, right?
1: I don't think so. But that's a good question, actually.
5: Okay, she's heading down some stairs next to an outdoor escalator. Why do you think she'd be headed back to where all the jaywalker stuff happened?
1: Wait. You said she's going down the stairs.
5: Yeah. I am now, too.
1: Oh, crap. And is she still carrying the empty bags?
5: Yeah, she still has them.
1: Oh. Antonia, she's on to us. What? She's on to us. She must have seen or recognized you from the beginning and made a detour here instead. How? She's smart. And she has connections. She might have information on everyone I've been with recently. Ah, Those bags she's carrying? She could have gone anywhere to use them. But she went to this intersection to send me a message.
5: Now she's headed through some doors.
1: I am so sorry. Dang it. This was so sloppy of me.
5: I'm going to follow her.
1: Antonia, I think... Wait. I think she's taking us grocery shopping.
4: Are we at a...
1: Whole Foods. Antonia stays on the phone with me and gives me a play-by-play over the next 10 minutes of what Mel puts in her shopping cart. A half hour later, Antonia texts to confirm that Mel is back in her apartment, back in her second story window, and back on her laptop.
0: Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I never sent you an email. I don't even know
4: you.
1: And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here.
4: Maps help when you're lost.
1: Do you know what a trap
2: street is?
0: Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist.
2: Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here?
0: From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street.
3: So maps can have secrets.
0: Yes, maps can have secrets.
3: Follow and hear new episodes
2: of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts.
0: Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now you'll start to see Fable and Folly Network shows are offering bonus content to all existing and new supporters. Find exclusive new episodes from shows like Civilized and Realms of Peril and Glory. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus.
1: On my drive home, I pick up a couple of Vietnamese sandwiches from a restaurant in the university district. Antonia arrives at my house a short time later, and together, we eat a late lunch out on the covered part of my deck with a soggy view of Lake Washington. Antonia understandably gives me a hard time about the wild goose chase I just sent her on, and I accept it. And just like Kim, Antonia questions my assertions that Mel is spending all of her time following or tracking me. She says Mel seemed oblivious to her presence and the whole ordeal leading up to it while grocery shopping. But even though my hunch today turned up empty, I can't shake the feeling that Mel is deeply involved in all of the strange things that have been happening to me over the past week. When we're done eating, I pack some clothes in a bag and grab the detector and the duffel bag. And then we each start to drive our cars over the mountains to Wapato. Another text from Megan Kamura. What does the inner six need so badly? Uh, Great. Hi, this is Joseph.
2: Ah, Mr. Elo. Looks like I finally caught you.
1: W- what
2: Sorry, it's just a police joke.
1: <laughs> Pretty funny.
2: This is Dale Stanswick from the King County Sheriff's
1: Office. How are you doing today? I'm doing fine, thanks.
2: That's good to hear. Sounds like you're driving. You must be back in possession of your vehicle?
1: I am. My insurance company was able to tow it to a repair shop for me.
2: Ah. That must have been an expensive tow, to get it from Cumberland to... Looks like you live in Seattle?
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's about time all those insurance premiums paid for something.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess you have a point there. So, first, I'm happy to hear your car is back in working order, and second... I wanted to make sure you are aware of some data we've gathered about what happened to your car. Okay. We've received an eyewitness report of two individuals who were seen breaking glass near your vehicle. According to the same witness, the same two individuals intentionally punctured your tires. Oh. Yeah, and the observations of the officer who later responded to the scene line up with that. That it appears your tires were punctured for whatever reason. Okay. So mainly, I just wanted to let you know that we're looking into it. And also, it might be important to your insurance company to know how the damage may have occurred. I
1: see. Thank you.
2: Sure. Do you mind if I ask, did you yourself witness any vandalism to your vehicle while you were there? Just so we can add it to our report?
1: No. I didn't see anything like that. I just assumed that I drove over the glass when I parked, without noticing. I see.
2: And can I ask when and for how long you were away from your vehicle? Just so we can more precisely pinpoint the time of the vandalism? Uh, It would honestly help us in our efforts to crack down on other crimes like this in the area.
1: Sure... So, it was right around 10 in the morning when I parked. And then I'd say I was away from the car for about an hour? Or maybe a little less? Okay. 10 a.m.
2: for about an hour. Thank you. Details like this really do help us in our efforts. And just one more thing for my report. Could I ask where you were at when the vandalism occurred?
1: On the one hand, this call is going way better than I thought it would. I figured by this time I'd be confessing to boarding a float plane that never, ever should have landed on a nearby lake. On the other hand, telling a sheriff that I was trespassing on private property, following a coyote through the woods, and finding a treasure box in the ground doesn't seem like a good idea I was just going for a walk I'd been driving for a while that morning so I just wanted to stretch my legs I see and you must have arranged for transportation
2: after you realized you couldn't drive your car
1: I did just that or I called my office and they sent someone out for me
2: Got it. Okay, well, I'm sorry that your experience in our little corner of the world wasn't the best. I really appreciate your time this afternoon.
1: Sure. Anything else? That's it for me for now. Unless there's anything you want to add? No. Nope. Thanks so much for reaching out.
2: My pleasure. If or when I have more information to share, I'll be in touch. Hope you enjoy the rest of your Sunday.
1: Thanks. You too. (sighs) Punctured? Intentionally? What? That seems way too coincidental. It never occurred to me, not then, nor up until a moment ago, that Mel sending a float plane to rescue me was anything more than another random, dazzling accomplishment on her part. But now that I think about it, how do you just arrange for a float plane to go pick somebody up at an illegal landing spot in like five minutes? Who does that? (sighs) Unless it was her plan all along! Dirt, an audio drama is a production of Studio 5705 and is written, directed, and produced by me, Chris Cayella. This chapter features the voice talents of Ken Cayella as the voice in the dream, Kent Atwood as the stereo repair shop guy, Brittany Carroll as Detective Peterson, Megan Morales as Antonia, and Giancarlo Lenzi as the King County Sheriff. I play the part of Joseph. For more information about Dirt, an audio drama, visit DirtAudiodrama.com. And if you like what you hear, please spread the word on Twitter or whatever social platform you use. Word of mouth absolutely helps the podcast grow. We'll be back soon with Chapter 16 and the return of Salvador, Maria, and some wild events on the farm. Until then, and as always, thank you very much for listening.
0: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
1: Forgive me, Father. For I have sinned. It's been six months.
0: Since my last confession.
1: What would you like to confess today? I have decades of failings. I could recap here.
5: Today, I want to
4: confess the worst thing I've ever done.
1: Uh, okay, lots to one here. I can be kind of a crap husband. I
4: took eight years of my life
1: and lit it on fire in a matter of five hours. So I did what any self-respecting father would do. I um, <laughs> Lately dosed his Gatorade with a powerful laxative.
4: And I guess sorry
5: for making out in the confessional. Since confession is about talking to God, I felt he had a right to know what you've done. What I've done? What did I
1: do? Are you kidding?
5: Do you love... Emily? What the
1: hell kind of question is that? Well, you're not going to absolve me? That's the whole point. Please leave the sacrament to the professional. Where do you get off talking to me like this? Excuse me? What the f***?
4: Who is there?
1: Forgive Me, a comedy podcast from Rogue Dialogue.